At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. Weinstein and Oz, I-95 Sports Network. If you want to listen, 1605-562-8001. Press 5 if you want to join the conversation. I got Steven over to me. Steven, how you doing today, my partner? Glad to be here. I'll, I'll, every Monday, Wednesday, you know, it's a pleasure to be here. It's 12 to 1, obviously. Uh, if you want to listen, obviously, there are, are uh, links on our social media and the Weinstein and Oz social media as well. And we got a lot to discuss today. Obviously, a weird transition because we are from our now done with football season. It's weird without, I mean, you know, yes, we are without football season, but this is also one of the best times to be a football fan. We got free agency starting in March. You know how much of a nerd that I am in that. March 9th? I believe it's around the 9th. So, we got a lot to talk about. We got a bunch of storylines, you know, we could bring up and, you know, have a conversation about later in the show. But, uh, first off, we had a poll earlier this uh this morning on our Twitter account, Errol, which team is the closest to which New York team is the closest to winning their next championship? And me and Errol talking about this earlier, and we want to rank the top five New York teams uh to win the next championship. And Errol, would you like to go first? Yeah. Now before we start, we excluded teams like the Nets and the Jets. The Knicks. And the Knicks. Like, there's just teams that are just unrealistic. I mean, so, Buffalo doesn't count. No, and Buffalo, we just, well, don't say that. That's, that's well, kind of mean. Buffalo's a New York team, but you're, it's not a, you know, a big well, New York. Well, you're insulting Cam Boone right now. Cam Boone is probably well, Cam was great for us. Cam was great for us. He's a good friend of mine, too. I've known him for a lot of years, or, or a couple of years. But Speaking of that Bill situation, that's a whole nother, you know, with their coach. Uh, I'd love to get him back on during the offseason. Oh, absolutely. Cam that would love to come on. He's told me uh, offhand. Um, for number five, I'd like to start, uh, I'm going to go with the Yankees. Now, the Yankees, now, if this was 2019, we, they'd be higher up in my rankings. But right now, they're a young team. They just signed Chris Carter, by the way, one year, $3 million. The guy I wanted the Mets to sign, I was screaming about it on Monday for them to sign, sit Lucas Duda's behind on the pine. But obviously, the Yankees beat them to it. Now, you know, it's going to, for the quote-unquote baby bombers, you know, it's going to, Get into a little bit of a contradiction here. Now, I, I was listening to, um, I was watching DNL yesterday, and John Harper and Andy Martino are both talking about it. You know, his Greg Bird shoulder, mm, not really where they want it to be. Uh, he hit 215 in the in the offseason, so that's the reason for that. But I, I, the Yankees, I, you know, they just don't have the pitching staff to to go to the World Series right now to me, and they're just a little bit too young, as as good as they could be. I just don't see. It. I'm put them at number five. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to agree with you on number five there. Uh, you know, I think they're one or two years away from contending, maybe a three years away from, you know, content actually competing for a championship. You know, they have guys like C.C. Sabathia, veterans uh, in that clubhouse to help the young guys like Greg Bird or Aaron Judge or even Frazier, who they got uh, in a trade from – uh, the Cleveland Indians, that huge trade by Brian Cashman. Uh, what, what a move during the offseason there. But I believe, you know, with all these young guys they have, until they develop and, you know, they have more experience in the game, they see more situations, uh, I, I think the Yankees are a couple of years away. Uh, but you know what? Should be an interesting, uh, should be an interesting season to watch for the Yankees, especially with the signing of, uh, Chris Carter, who had 41 home runs last season, uh, led the league in uh, home runs. But a crazy stat, he also led the league in strikeouts, which I believe is the reason why teams stayed away from him. I mean, he had a 222 average, I believe. Uh, I, I don't even know the number of strikeouts. Did you get that out? Uh, I could look that up. It's probably over 200. 200 if he, led, if he led the league, it was probably going to be but over 200. There's plenty of guys like that that are big home run guys. And big strikeout guys, which kind of gets me confused through why he wasn't picked up by someone. In any situation, when you hit 40 home runs, you would think to get a multi-year deal. That's what I would think. 
but obviously with Chris Carter, and he's not old. It's not like he's old. He's, he's 30 years the old. The thing is, Chris Carter played almost every game for the Brewers last year. He's not going to get that as a, as a Yankee. No. The Yankees are going to have to hope that he, that power comes sporadically. You know? Well, and then it brings up the point about Greg Bird again. Is he going to be healthy? I was talking about this uh, with a buddy at work who's a huge Yankees fan. And, you know, Greg Bird's shoulder might not be ready. It's a bad injury that he had. You know, and Torn Labrum, David Wright had that at the age of 30 years old, 31 years old. So you don't you don't know where you're going to get from Bird. Um, obviously, Aaron Judge looks like uh, Carlos Serrano out there sometimes when he's trying to hit a curveball. They got that guy Austin, too. Yeah, so we um, – it's it's some insurance. So it, it was good by Brian Cash, and it only cost you $3 bucks, which is why I thought the Mets would be interested because there's no long-term Definitely going into that. Planet. So uh, I guess we can move on to number four. Steven, I'll start off with four. that, and it's hard for me to say. I think your list is going to be very similar from where you're going with it. I'm going to go with the New York Islanders at number four. Um, yeah, I, de- I definitely think our, our list are probably going to be very identical. Yeah. Uh, I I would I wish I could put them further down in my rankings or further up, I could say. But just the inexperience in the playoffs, that's definitely a key factor. You know, they obviously just fired their head coach, Jack Capuano, and don't get me wrong, they're off to a great start with Doug Wade. I believe the record, I believe he's 6-1-2 and two now, uh, starting off in his coaching tenure. And look, I mean, right now they're only three points out of a wildcard spot Thursday. They have probably the biggest game of the entire season against the Philadelphia Flyers who are in that second wildcard position. But I just can't see them, you know, Getting further than maybe even a second round. Uh, I think they can advance if they say they make the playoffs. I think it's possible, obviously possible, they can make it to the second round. But I don't think they're there yet. I think they're one or two guys away. I really think they need another elite scorer uh, such as John Tavares. If they go off and play the Capitals, that might be the most compelling series of, of the postseason, I think, because they play them so well. And they kind of, let's be honest, quote-unquote, have their number. They have played them extremely tough, more than anyone in this season. So I, I, I'm i actually going to go with the Islanders number four, too. Um, I was a little contradicted on this decision with, with a couple other teams. But with hockey, you don't know. We've seen eight teams win the Cup. We saw a, a Los Angeles Kings team who – you couldn't touch them in the postseason. That one year they were the AC. I think they beat the Canucks in, in five, and then uh, the Blues in five, and the Coyotes in five. I mean, it was ridiculous. They just ran rub shot through the entire postseason. So we've seen it, but it depends. Your, your goalie's got to get hot, and we've seen Grice take over a series before. We saw it last season, which is why I was screaming for him to be the goalie the whole year, even well, though Halak's won seven straight in the minor leagues. Let's calm down with that, though. You're right. They do need another lead scorer until they get that. If they get that, maybe they can find it at the at the deadline. Uh, they're going to stick at number four right now, and they, they also have to make the postseason too. That's exactly. All, that that's is also, a big. Yes. That is also in doubt. So, uh, I'm going to go with number three, and I'm going to go with, with my Rangers. Um, see, it, the concept of it's going to be t- it's kind of it's easier for hockey because if you catch a hot goaltender, which they've been playing a little up and down right now. Now, Lundqvist had his arguably his best game of the season last night. I was there last night watching that game. Was it? Yeah, it was fun. a fantastic game against the Ducks, who have been one of the hottest teams since Christmas. Well, Lundqvist stopped, I believe it was 43 saves on 44 shots. He was fantastic all the way around. The only goal was off a terrible Brady Street turnover where Ryan Kessler, or, or excuse me, Jacob Silverberg, had just an open net. So it, that one goal wasn't even his fault. If he gets – go ahead. What no, I was going to say another guy uh, – no, this is all no. Lundqvist, but another guy that I'm just surprised is the you know only one I could think of right now, Michael Grabner. Oh, he scored – that's another good point. Scored twice. If a guy like that can get hot in the postseason, a third-line guy can be huge for the Rangers. It's all going to depend on Rick Nash. Year in and year out, every year Rick Nash has gotten here, you know, he scored over 30 aside from last season where he was just injury-plagued, and he hasn't done anything in the postseason. Disappears. So it's going to depend a lot on that. It depends on the defense. But if they, if Lundqvist catches fire, and also the division that they play in, too, is, is what prevented me from putting them at number two, because I was think, really thinking about putting them at number two, that Metropolitan Division is just a living hell. The winner comes out of the division, so it's Stanley Cup. Whoever comes out of the division, go, going to the Stanley Cup, whatever happens in the Western Conference, we don't know. Right. Whoever wins that division is going to the Stanley Cup in my eyes. 
because you got the Penguins, the Caps, Islands playing real well, and then the Rangers and the Blue Jackets. So that's five teams. Five, let's not forget the Philadelphia Flyers are in that spot right now in the second wild card. So it's six teams comp- competing for playoff. Yeah, a surprise team. And I'm going to go with uh, the Rangers at number three as well uh, for just the reasons you even said, Errol. You've got to get Lundqvist at his best. And I think during the playoff time, you know, that's reasonable. Lundqvist seems to do well uh, in it, the playoffs. It's, it's all on Hank, and it's all on the defense. But another team that surprise, can surprise you, Toronto Maple Leafs. They're a good team, a really young, good team. You know, they, I, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for me as an Islander fan, they lost in overtime uh, two nights ago. But that game was a back-and-forth battle offensively. I mean, it was one goal. 6-5 ended, right? Yeah, 6-5 in overtime. Uh, Brock Nelson, uh, Joe's favorite guy, you know, scored the OT winner. Rock and roll? Rock and roll. But that's what I'm saying. You know, if you get the secondary scoring, uh, you know, I'm just saying the Toronto Maple Leafs are getting scoring from guys like Austin Matthews, uh, Mitch Marner, uh, you know, plenty of guys. That's what the Rangers need to do. You know, they need to get scoring from Rick Nash, guys like Mika Zibanejad. Uh, even someone who scored last night, Oscar Lindbergh, a big goal yesterday. You know, I know I, that was only his second of the season, but uh, I know he's been a healthy scratch. Uh, Any scoring from even the defense, they have yeah. they have a lot of depth at their forward position, which can which can speak volumes too. Um, you want to go for number two? We're getting a little off track. No, yeah, I know. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go to New York Giants here. Um, I, I. You could even put them at number one, but I just think, you know, I think it's tougher. To, I think it's going to get even tougher to win the division in the NFC East, especially with the uprising of uh, the two rookies in Dallas and Ezekiel Elliott and Dak for a lot of years, my friend. Oh, um, you know, it, it scares me. They're a scary team. That offensive line, arguably the best in the NFL. I defense. Mean, I don't even think you can argue that. No, I don't think so as either. They say, okay, you can't argue that. Even the defense, who wasn't the greatest, but they were achieved. But exactly. I mean, and there's obviously, you know, the wild card, but, you know, teams are only getting better in the NFC and all the NFL. You know, I, I could see teams as even the, you know, even in the, the division, the Redskins, depending on the cousin situation. Uh, with his contract, but you know, I, I think this, I think this division it can be the Giants for their taking. The only guy, the only team that's going to give them trouble is the Cowboys. I, I'm going to give them number two. The defense has to, you know, be as good as they were this season. Offense is the only thing I'm a little shaky on, but I think they'll get get uh, clicking this off season. Oh, this off season, they have that to figure out. I'm going to put the Mets at number two. And I was actually thinking about putting them at number three. And before I gave the reason on the Rangers standpoint where um, the defense is just God awful and the Metropolitan Division is the toughest division in hockey. Okay. The thing, the other reason the Mets side where I, why I would put them at number three instead of two, but I have them at two is because the, you were the worrisome of the health of the pitchers. It, it's the one thing. It, if it's what, any question marks at all, we can go into so many different question marks. What will Conforto do, which all different kind of hinted yesterday on uh, baseball Baseball New York or Baseball Tonight New York, and SNY has said that Conforto could be in the minds. We're going to discuss that later. Um, you know, what will Cespedes do? What will they do with Reyes? I mean, he really should be starting. But but the biggest, the bullpen, the biggest question mark, Stephen, are those pitchers going to stay healthy? You're having four, four of those guys, three of those guys come off at surgery, and Wheeler obviously coming off the Tommy John. So that's the biggest question mark to me, which prevented me from putting them at number one, almost made me put them at number three. But I'm, that's why. Came to came to the middle of it and put him at number two. So I'm going to put him at number two. And uh, I, obviously that would be your number one team, Steve. Yeah. I mean, I have to go with the Mets, which, you know, thinking back, did you ever think you would say the Mets are the best team in New York to win a championship? You know, just looking back at their history, guys like Mike Pelfrey, you know, Oliver Perez, even Aaron Heilman. I liked Oliver Perez. I mean, he was okay. He had... You know, I think the three-year contract was a little much, obviously, that ended. But I'm talking about now, you know, they have the pitchers. They have the top two pitching in ba- uh, rotation in baseball, and everyone's healthy. When healthy, yeah, I would top, yeah. Top two. Them and the Red Sox, Red I would Sox, think. Yeah. 
I think the Cubs are. I think the Washington away. Nationals you can put in the top five. Uh, even the Dodgers. And we're gonna have a. Uh, and I'm gonna have my number one now. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Giants. The Giants are close to me, and um, I thought they wouldn't. I thought they would at least get to the Super Bowl this past year. They got the defense to do it as long as they do their part on offense, fix up the offensive line, and give Eli some weapons. Um, I think they could they could land at number one. I think they could win a championship next year. And we've seen they're the only team that could bring that that could uh, beat the Patriots. So we're actually going to have a caller on early on in the show. Uh, caller, you're on Weiss and Eyes, I-95 Sports Network. What's your name? Hello. Hi, this is Aisha. Aisha, how are you doing today? What, could, what do you want to talk about? Thank you. Uh, Errol, I have a question for you. Does the New York Mets have a chance to get to the World Series? Oh, absolutely, Aisha. And me and Stephen were just touching on it. Uh, Steven thinks out of all the New York teams, that could be the number one team to get to the World Series. I said it all depends on health. If the pitchers stay healthy, they got the best shot. Cespedes produces, you know what he can do. And if Terry Collins just doesn't mess up the bullpen situation late in the game, they could definitely get to the World Series. It's going to be tough, but of, of course, winning a championship is tough. But uh, they definitely okay. okay, good. How, let's talk basketball. Why are the Knicks uh, doing so badly? <laughs> That's actually a good transition. Where do I start? <laughs> well, um, their president is bullying the best player. Um, they don't exactly have the records and talent to uh, to win a championship. And they just, out of all the talent that they have, they're just a bad team. They're just a bad basketball team, no chemistry. They don't know what they're doing. The coach doesn't know what he wants to do because the owner won't, or excuse me, the president won't let him do it. And there's oh. no anything thing. It takes a toll on players. We don't think that the players, you know, they have uh, emotions, but it takes a toll on these players. You see that from LeBron James. All okay. Okay, I have another question for you. What do you yeah. think about the Islanders coming back to the Coliseum? You think they're going to do it? I'll let Steven take over. Steven, you want to take that one? Steven, uh, I, I'm I a Ranger fan, by the way, but I want to know if the Islanders will be back because that way it's easier to see an Islander-Ranger game. Oh, of course. And I think that's what all – you know, all hockey fans, uh, New York hockey fans are hoping for that. I those Islander Ranger games in Nassau. But uh, you know, to be honest, I don't think that the Islanders move back to the Coliseum. I honestly think the long-term plan is to have their own arena somewhere in Queens next to City Field. Just imagining a complex around that area, you know, I'd love for them to be back at Nassau Coliseum. Truly, I would love it. I could see it maybe being a question, but... You know what? I think long term, I think the Islanders are better off in somewhere in Belmont or next to City Field. Okay, thank you so much, and I hope the Jets make it next year. <laughs> I said think you're gonna be waiting <laughs> four or five years for that one. That's what All right, thank you. Take care. Bye. Have a good one, Aisha. Thanks. Bye. Rapid fire of questions right there. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Gotta love it. You gotta love it. I'll, I hope the Jets make it next year. Oh, Lord. That sounds very cute and silly to why me. Why are the Knicks a bad basketball team? Oh, my God. I can list a hundred reasons why. She, when she asked that, I was, I, you know, I, I could have gone on and on and on. But uh, rapid fire from Aisha there. That's that's pretty funny. Um, But obviously the Knicks, that, you know, she talked about good, the Knicks, yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I wanted to transition to next. Uh, I, can, I consider the Knicks a term I like to know as uh, it's very cute and silly. What a joke of a like a franchise, like of an organization, you know, starting off with Bill Jackson, subtweeting, subtweeting his own player, Carmelo Anthony. Can you get the subtweet up there for me? I'll get it up for you right now. Yeah. Oh my God. The silliness in that. Would you consider it cute and silly, Stephen? I would consider it cute and silly. There are people listening that, that that's an inside type of thing and they just know exactly what I'm talking about. So. For those who don't know, uh, Bill Jackson basically, you know, Silly. <laughs> I'll explain it to you after the show. Okay, so he comes up. Bleachers thing almost rings the bell, but I learned you don't change the spot on a on a leopard with Michael Graham in my CBA days. So basically, um, when he was at Georgetown with Michael Graham, Michael Graham, obviously a guy back at it. We're going way back before you and me. Um, he, how do I describe it? So he was a good player in college. Didn't do much in the NBA. Couldn't change the way he played to transition to the NBA which I believe is what Phil is getting at. So it's a shot taken at him. And he retweeted a, a, an article. Where is it? Um, did he, he untweet, oh, got to be kidding. 
So it looks like Phil Jackson on retweeted. Um, wow, I can't believe, you know what? But seriously, all right. So Phil Jackson basically retweeted an, an article from Kevin Ding of Bleacher Report. And it basically had to do everything bashing Carmelo, which is why Steven said he's subtweeting him. So, but that's just ridiculous to me. The guy, I mean, how old are you? But like, you're you're a sixty year old, sixty. How old are you? He's over sixty year old man. You know, what do you, what do you tweet about? You tweet about you and your girlfriend breaking up. You got come on, dude. You got you don't got much time left. I mean, come on, knock on wood. And then you're tweeting about. You know, Carmelo Anthony subtweeting about him, which subtweeting people did that in high school. High school. Yeah. I, I mean, you're Phil Jackson. What are you doing? So it's time for Phil to go, bro. I think so. It's time for Phil to go. I think so. James, yeah. uh, he wants to. He wants to run the. He wants to run the. He wants to run the way Jeff Hornacek runs his team. You coach. You either coach or get the hell out of my arena. I don't. Want, I don't want him making the trade for Carmelo. Nope. Uh, I don't want him making the trade that uh, Carmelo Carmelo Anthony. Does, you know. as, as I frantically sip on my coffee, Stephen, you make the most excellent point. You can't have Phil Jackson. Give me three. Give me three things. Three things that Phil Jackson has done that you think is, is a long term answer right now. Like, uh, drafting Christoph Porzingis. That's one. That's one. I need three though. Give me one more. Give me one more. Give me one more. What are you thinking? You thinking? You know why you're thinking so hard? Don't think too hard. I know how you get. Because he has done nothing. Okay? You know what he hasn't done? He hasn't traded any draft picks. Hallelujah. I mean, how, how easy is that one to do? So, he is not tra- – he is not – oh, God, I'm getting so heated. He's not traded away any draft picks and drafted Porzingis, who is struggling so mightily after the first two months of the season. But that we – listen, talent recognizes talent. Kobe, Dirk, LeBron. Of all says, this guy's a special player. I, I'll believe that, but I have to see it. Yeah. I have to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Now, is it his Achilles? Is it what's going on with the team? Is it the locker room? Is it the players around him? We don't know. But I guess maybe that we have to figure out what to do with Carmelo first. Yeah, and, you know, obviously you heard the rumors with LeBron, you know, saying – Oh, Colin, I saw the trash. Yeah, Colin, I, I was trash. even getting to that. But uh, even just before that happened, uh, supposedly trying to get Melo to Cleveland, which he basically, you know, said, you know, that's not true at all. I didn't say that. And he wants him to get. The, he wants to get him to Cleveland. I'm sure he would love to have him to Cleveland. The only problem would be not giving up Kevin Love for it. Not giving up a guy who's five years younger, which who's rebounds LeBron better. Said he wanted to do. Uh, yeah, but you can't really take what everyone you, says into would, account. Would, would you do mellow for Kevin Love? Um, if that's my only option, if I have to get rid of, yeah, I'll What's take Kevin Love's contract. Play? Uh, he has about four years left on that contract, but Carmelo has three. Kevin Love's five years younger. He's 28 years old. I look at Kevin Love as one of those guys who can't play in New York, though. So you're going to build around Kevin Love and Porzingis, quote-unquote, Twin Towers Part 2, <laughs> a la David Robinson and Tim Duncan? I don't know. But what's the plan? Phil doesn't have a plan. What did I – oh, my God. What, let's go back. How many months ago when Phil traded for Derrick Rose, right? I said there's no downside in it. You got rid of dead money in, in Robin Lopez. You got rid of money in Jose Calderon, right? But what was the long-term plan at point guard? I would have rather signed Rajon Rondo. There's more of a long-term solution with that. There's always been rumors with Rondo. Yeah, but now everything not going well in Chicago. I mean, thank God they didn't. I, I, I missed the boat on that one. But wh- I remember I told you, I think it's okay for this year, but they're not contending. You don't contend until, until LeBron's on the way down. So what's the long-term plan? He had no long-term plan. And it's showing right now. Phil, I caught you. I caught you, Phil Jackson. I know. Listen, I, I remember I remember one time I went to a next game and I saw him, you know, and, uh, and he looks at me. And he gave me, the, give me those eyes. Yeah. Give me the eyes of I, I listen to White and Eyes every week, and I love that show. I listen every day. Okay, so I know he's listening right now. Maybe not, but it, what's the difference? Uh, he, he's done nothing for this team, but drive him further and further into the ground. Now, thank God you have a draft pick this year, because if he didn't have anything to build off of, I don't know, but do I want him drafting? All right, he drafted Porzingis. I guess it's one thing he can do, And right. maybe that's what Porzingis needs. Another young guy you got in the draft. Hopefully someone good. You know, you never know how they pan out. Now, you got Malik Monk out of Kentucky, Lonzo Ball out of UCLA, Josh Jackson out of Kansas. Those are the top – you would say there's a couple big men out there, too. Those are some of the top guys. Are the Knicks going to be – are the Knicks going to plummet that much? 
to get a chance at one of those guys. Lonzo Ball is probably the, the odds on favorite. By the end, everyone's throwing out big men out there. Lonzo Ball, guard, athletic, can shoot. I, 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 go watch UCLA, UCLA game. He'll pop off your TV screen. That's the guy. Okay. I believe you. Okay. The problem is the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics, thank you, Billy King, swapped draft picks a number of years ago for the KG and the pure Paul Pierce deal. Is that for this year? Yes. They have the right to swap. So that means Celtics have a chance at number one pick, while they'll end up be probably being in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Nets are going to have a late draft pick. So, mm, Steve. Then, Steve, I'm aggravated. There's no hope with this team. Where's the light at the end of the tunnel? There's no light. Well, you know, it starts off with there's a reason we, There's a reason we didn't include them in top five teams that could win a championship in New York, because there's no point. I don't even know where you, you start from. I have a headache. And I think that's, you know, that's the sign to take a little commercial break brought to you by SND Podcast. The Knicks are just so cute and silly, I can't handle it. We'll be right back. Introducing the SND Podcast channel. You are a new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SND Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDpodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are, are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for our podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Weissman and Oz is back. You're listening to the podcast. You were just listening to a commercial brought to you. By the SND Podcast. SND Podcast, you can find them on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. You can also find our shows as they put them up for us as well. SND Podcast, great friends of ours, did a Facebook Live with them a couple weeks ago. Oh, excuse me, last week. Oh, feels like forever. A week today, Stephen, we did a Facebook Live with them. Uh, another, guy, another, you know, I want to throw out the uh, I-95 Sports Network, of course, too. Uh, uh, obviously, help us, helped us get our show going, getting our show rolling, and we obviously have a great time with this. And, you know, yeah, speak about last week, uh, you know, just a week ago, we combined shows with SMD Podcast channel, and what a great time that was. Passed over a thousand views, great time, great publicity, and I love it. I'd love to do it again. Oh, I'd love to do it again one time. Anytime you got Joe, Vinny, Dan, Steven, and beautiful Big Daddy all together at one table. I like the beautiful part. Including myself, it's always going to be a fun time. Um, well, let's, get to, let's get to some... Off-season football, oh, Earl. Steven, I'm I know a, it's early, I'm but... I'm a nerd, Steven. I'm a nerd. Uh, we always... We, we talk too much about the Giants on this show. I guess we talk about the relevant teams. Let's talk about the Jets a little bit and what they plan to do on the offseason. I think it all starts off with, you know, who's your quarterback, Earl? Well, we just had a call. Come on. Aisha from Merrick. Say, so I hope the Jets win next year. Aisha, let's see. Um, you need a quarterback, uh, two safeties, two corners. Charlotte um, Richardson's got to go. An offensive lineman. What, you, what, what can you get for Oh, the tight end exists. I forgot. The tight end does exist in the NFL. I don't know if the Jets forgot about that. but it's, you I can, think the Giants might have forgot so. You, can, ha- you can have a tight end on that team. So, um, Steven, I think we should start with – we don't know what they're going to do in free agency, so let's start with the draft. You, they have the number six. Yep. Ian Begley had them take a march on Lattimore. you got a couple other publications. You don't know. And everything's going to change by the time – April 20, 20th comes up. You never know. You could, they can trade up in the draft. They now, could go for one of those quarterbacks. Now, one of their quarterbacks might fall in their lap, possibly. I don't see it happening. Definitely not Watson, unless they trade up. Well, this is the thing. It seems like I'm the only one who likes Watson. It's the only thing. Now, is it? I get it. He's thrown 30 picks in two years, okay? But a guy who's going to throw the ball around that much, arts and crafty, cute and silly, Arts and, arts, arts and crafty type of Tristan Watson, the way we talked about Tony Romo for a lot of years, I mean, you're going to throw a lot of picks. But now you're going to be in the NFL, you're going to be in a different system, you're going to have wide, NFL caliber wide receivers depending on where you go. And, you know, he's a champion, he's won it, he's a national champion. Watson said in an interview, I believe uh, a week or two ago, he, he wouldn't mind playing in New York. Uh, so, I mean, we don't know, we won't know until he is actually there if the Jets decide to draft him. But not every guy can play in New York. No, and we've seen that tons and tons of times. It's the reason to for another sport, to, a different sport, good analogy. It's the reason why we're going to Jonas Cespedes back here so badly. Oh, yeah. 
because we've seen the guy play in New York. We've we wanted that for more years. And so opposed to that, look at Jason Day. Uh, that's another good point. Uh, for the Jets, I mean, we've seen guy after – Rex Ryan was good for New York. As much as people don't want to He can handle the media. He, he can was, handle New York. He was able to handle the media. The guy went to two straight AFC championship games for crying out loud. Like he was right. He was the right guy for New York. Okay, Todd Bowles now. Everyone's screaming for him. Everyone wants to hear out of him. He doesn't give you much. You know, he was on the Michael K show every couple of weeks where I would listen. He wouldn't exactly give you much. He was actually pretty bad. He was a pretty bad guest. But um, like I said, Todd McShay, I just want to make sure I got this right. Yes, hasn't taken Marshall Lattimore. It, it's one of the, it's one of the big, it's one of the very, God, it's just so many needs. I don't even have a word for it. It's a cornerback, right? Yeah. And now we're, Darrell Reeves either could be gone or switch to safety. If it's to me, I'd cut him. I don't want that money on my cap. If he's going to switch a position, I don't want that going into it either. Calvin Pryor, you don't need, Calvin Pryor should switch to linebacker. He's fun to watch hit, but. Reeves said it himself. He doesn't know if he can, you know, play to how he used to play. Anymore? Oh, father, let's see what do I always say about Father Time. Father Time is undefeated. Okay, Rebus was probably, aside from Deion Sanders, the greatest I've ever seen. I never watched Deion Sanders play. The greatest I've ever seen covering, which is one-on-one coverage. And we saw him that year Charles Woodson won the Defensive Player of the Year award when I thought Darrell Reeves should have won it in uh, 2007. Darrell Reeves? Absolutely. Absolutely, and then again, T.O. is the first ballot hall of famer. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get it. He didn't get it the second time, so. Jets got a lot of needs, man. Now, we, we've touched on so many negatives. There are a positive or two, I guess, with this team. Um, Williams. You got Williams, what are you talking about? Marcus Williams? Marcus Williams. I guess, but I mean, he's an, old, he's an older type guy. Um, Bilal Powell, I think the running game, Bilal Powell, Matt Forte, I think is a good sign for them. Um, a couple guys in the offensive line, even those, you got a big hole on the left tackle side. Ryan Clady is not the guy he used to be. Nope. Quincy Nunwa, I think in, on and off the field, showed you some things. Showed you things, but can, Rob, can you do it again? Robbie Anderson, good speed. Brandon Marshall said, you know what? Brandon Marshall went, excuse me, Brandon Marshall went on ESPN first take last week. And said, I wouldn't even put myself in the top 30 of wide receivers this year. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be top five next year. So he's got motivation if he's going to be here. You have Eric Decker coming back. So now you have a tandem of Decker, Anunwa, Marshall. If you bring in the right quarterback, I, I tweeted something out yesterday. I thought it was kind of funny. You saw the Browns release Josh McCann? Yeah. I texted I it to a couple people, future Jets quarterback, which I, I don't know. I mean, they, they might bring in a veteran guy. They might put in Bryce Petty. I don't. I can't tell you right now. On February, what is it, 7th, 6th, whatever I, it is? I, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I can even see, you know, if Chicago cuts him, Jay Cutler, which, you know, likely a situation Jay Cutler is cut, and, you know, they take on the dead $2 million uh, that it'll take to cut Jay Cutler. But even Jay Cutler, uh, maybe he needs a new environment. And uh, obviously Jay Cutler's not the answer a uh, long time, but are you – do you – Really see the Jets competing next season? But this is the thing with the Jets. Okay, they're contradicting themselves. And I'm talking with the coaching staff and Mike McCaskey. Okay, there's a chance they're on the hot seat. There's a chance they could be fired if they have a bad season next year. So now they're going to try to quick fix it. This team needs a full full rebuild. We talked about it weeks ago. They need a full rebuild. You can't quick fix this. No. Okay, they need to either develop a quarterback. There's, there's nothing on this roster. We went through all the negatives. They need a whole new secondary, a new left tackle. You don't know what's going on with Brandon Marshall. A new, oh, and by the way, the quarterback position, the most important position on the field, you have no idea who's going to play, be playing quarterback for you on, on week one. So the, so you have a coaching staff and a GM who this could be their – this is like the all NBA all this season. But you also need them to rebuild. Okay? You can't do two at one time. It's going to be one or the other, which is going to contradict them. probably leads to the demise. So that's the problem with the Jets. Um. I just I, I don't I couldn't tell you who the quarterback's gonna be. I would I would want them to draft Watson. Do you I, want a veteran guy or do you want to start off young? This is well they should they, they should start off young, but the fact that they kind of need to win this season, they might go out and get a veteran, a Cutler, a Kaepernick, a McCown. I don't know if Roman wants to come. I think Roman. People don't think Roman's gonna have options. I think he's gonna have options. I think he's got Denver. I think he's got San Francisco. Um, but Blaine Gabbert doesn't start in San Francisco. Oh come on, you right. Blaine Gabbert shouldn't be in the league. You should play besides Blaine Gabbert. I mean, but you know, no joke over there too. That organization. Kirk Cousins is another guy for 
if you want to go and dole out the big money, I don't think you would do this. But if you want to throw a max contract to Kirk Cousins, I would do it. Who would replace in Washington? I, that's a good question. And that's something I, I was t- we were talking about before the show. If they'd be stupid not to resign Kirk Cousins. Because quarterbacks don't go on trees. Go ask the Jets. Go ask the 49ers. You know go ask the Browns. I would say Kirk Cousins is an above-average quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a guy. Here's a good one. He's got a good arm. Would you take Kirk Cousins or Alex Smith? Kirk Cousins. So you basically, Kirk Cousins would be, on a, if he was around a really good team, he could win a Super Bowl. I think so. Because we were talking about before before the postseason, the Chiefs have a chance because of the losses they have on. Now, what ended up being their downfall was Alex Smith, Alex Smith. just didn't show up in the postseason. And that's the thing. That's what we've seen in Alex, Alex Smith's career. So if you put Kirk Cousins around a good team, he could win a Super Bowl for you. I think so. So I mean, I, believe, I honestly believe that. Eli Manning couldn't win without a good team. No. Mark Sanchez couldn't get two AFC Championship games without a good team. Good coaching staff. You bring up a good point. Mark Sanchez didn't do much. Eli Manning had a good postseason, but he had to get to the postseason first. A lot to talk about the Jets this offseason. We're going to try to get a couple of guests on throughout this offseason to discuss that. Uh, to transition to the Giants, Stephen, we just talked about that before. I think they're close. I think they could win a Super Bowl as early as next year. They keep that defense intact, and they improve the offense. Well, that's a big thing, keeping that defense intact. You know, you have two free agents, and Jason Pierre-Paul and uh, – Jonathan Hankins, what are you going to do? You want to keep that defense intact? You got to go out and sign at least one of them. Obviously, you would think they would sign one of them to a long-term deal. Uh, if hopefully both. I think that's their goal. Just going to get stretched in a little bit. Uh, they're going to have around – if they have Cruz take another $6, 7000000 million pick or, or if they cut him, that's around – That's a big gift too. Cruz obviously says he wants to be in blue next year. I think Cruz should just – be on the couch next year, man. I think so, too. I, the guy, listen, this is the thing with the guy. He was so, his quickness and his cutting ability in the slot is what led to why he was so successful. He's had two injuries, the calf and obviously mm-hmm. the, the patella tendon. He can't do that anymore. And if he can't do that anymore, he doesn't have the skill set to be a wide out. And the Giants have a slot guy, but the guy's a fourth receiver. Third, yeah, it's so sad to see what like injury can do to you. I was at the game when he had that 99-yard reception or catch and run against the Jets. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. He was great in the Super Bowl. He was great in the NFC Championship game. The game before. You no, know at his prime, he was a top five receiver. I would believe. Thanks for the memories, bro. It's time for you to go. I this I gotta move, I gotta make room for young talent. There's a couple guys in this draft. I need a big wide receiver on the other side of Beckham. Who's some top receivers in the draft? Mike Williams is a guy. These are guys that are not going to – I think Corey Davis could be a guy. I think people will get turned off that he played for Western oh, Michigan. Oh, a oh, smaller oh. school. He did play in a bowl game and went undefeated. It's nothing to sneeze about. Mike Williams won't be there. Um, Corey Davis is a guy from East Carolina out there, six foot three. You need a big receiver. Now, if you want to go out and sign a guy, Alshon Jeffrey, I doubt that would happen. Huh. If the Jets want to trade Brandon Marshall, I would pursue that. Six foot four, six foot five, veteran presence. I can't see them trading to the Giants. No, I, I don't think it would happen either. But their biggest and we, Todd McShay, we were talking about. Um, obviously the Jets. He had Martian Lattimore there. Uh, the linebacker from US, uh, UCLA, McKinley. They mm-hmm. had him go in that that route. Now the Giants haven't drafted a linebacker since in the first round. Since. And they're not going to get a good draft pick. No, I. Oh, what are they? But that they're twenty third. Twenty third draft. That's a good thing. Means they had a good team. Yeah. Right? I haven't have drafted a linebacker in the first round since Carl Banks in 1985. Carl, Carl Banks, so we're talking 30, talking 32 years now. They haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round. So until they do it, I won't believe it. One guy, I'll let you make a point. One guy that McShay had going four picks later, which I think would just be an abomination if the Giants would pass up on him. I don't think he's going to be there that late. Cam Robinson, who early in the draft early in the draft talks was going top 10. All right, draft, Cam Robinson left tackle for Alabama. Yeah. If he's there, you take him. If you sign a 35-year-old Andrew Whitworth, you still take him. You know, you got you got to grow that offensive line from the ground up. Pew, Richburg, Flowers has to be on the right side next year. So I, I mean, we'll we'll see what the, they want to do. And I guess someone wants to chime in as we do have a caller now, calling in. Caller on I-95 Sports Network, Weissman and Oz. What's going on? Caller. That right, caller had cold feet, I guess, but. Um, to get back to the point, Stephen, you want to make a point? As well? Yeah, I mean, 
how about a tight end, Errol? I mean, I know they have guy in, guy in Adams. I think they're done with Danell. Uh, oh, Danell's a free agent. He's gone. Yeah, Will Ty, obviously, Stony Brook, uh, alum. But how about a tight end? You know, I don't know if there's any, you know, tight ends in the draft. I'm sure you would know better than I do. But they got O.J. Ha- uh, Howard is probably going to be gone before. He's from Alabama. Clemson? No, Alabama. Alabama. Um, I knew it was in the championship game. Guy from uh, Miami, the Hurricanes, his name is escaping me. It's, it's a very, it, I mean, it's a name. But O.J. Howard, you don't see getting to uh... No, you got teams like Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Denver, um, Miami, who only tight ends were all in front of the Giants. But I think it would be a good thing because I think the Giants need to draft an offensive lineman. You need an offensive lineman on the left side. Of Eli Manning for the next few years. Obviously, you want a guy for the next 10, but Eli Manning's going to be around the next three or four, you would think. So you need a guy to protect him. Um, Jake Butt, I mean, Michigan towards What's ACL. Shut up, Steven. Michigan towards ACL in the Orange Bowl. He would have been a first-round type talent. A good guy for the Giants to draft late in the draft. Can you see the Giants trading up? Or? I don't... Jerry Reese hasn't really indicated, I and mean, from why I'm obviously not inside the locker room, from everything he said to the media, he's not exactly intrigued with anyone enough to go trade up in the draft. You would, um, maybe a transcending type talent who would start dropping like a Dalvin Cook or an OJ Howard. Maybe he would trade up in that sense. Remember the last time he traded up, Landon Collins went and traded up from seventh in the first round to first. Um, to draft him first overall in the second round. He drafted, I think he traded the second round pick of that year, third round next year, and fifth. So he gave up a little, gave up quite a bit. And look what you've gotten. And now you have an all pro safety. So good job by Jerry Reese on that on that front. But I don't, I don't know, dude. I, they got a lot of questions. And obviously, DRC's contract is another thing. Maybe he'll take a pay cut, eight and a half million dollars. Rashad Jennings might not be here. Timber Reed might not be here. I mean, we, we, you gotta like what you saw from Paul Perkins. Paul Perkins had. You know, a really, you know, impressive second half to say the least. I mean, he obviously didn't get that many, uh, you know, touches, but in the small sample size, you gotta like what you saw from Paul Perkins. Aside, the running game's gotta, you know, step up this season. Aside from the big guys, you know, the Malik Hookers and the, and the Leonard Fournette, the Stalin Thomases, let's see, you know, around where the Giants can be. Okay, Jabril Peppers is, might be there. You, you don't need another safety. Dallin Cook is not going to be there. Malik McDowell, uh, they, uh, what's his guy's name? McShay has him going 16th. I think he could be there by that time. Um, O.J. Howard has him going 19th. He could be there. I just think he's going to go up and draft more. Um, the uh, left tackle from Wisconsin could be there. Derek Barnett, um, Matt Miller from Bleacher Report had him going to the Giants. Uh, David Njoku, tight end from Miami. Couldn't really pronounce that name. Uh, to Karis McKinley, obviously. Now, it depends on what they're doing for agency, too, Steve. I mean, you know what? They could re-sign JPP. They could bring in a couple offensive linemen, and they won't see it as a need. They would go best. Who's more important, Hankins or JPP? JPP. JPP. Uh, the pass rushers are always the one that's more important. Especially you got Snacks in the middle right there, and you've seen him do things by himself in the middle. He, he was an all-pro for a reason. Um, Tim Williams, the guy who dropped out on the draft, for whatever reason, I have no idea why. The guy's fantastic linebacker of Alabama. So that's another guy they could draft. I, I don't. I, there's a lot, of, and these are going to. Stephen, you know the thing is, these are going to change. These yeah. are going to change. So we're talking about this now because we love football, we love drafting, we're nerds. I'm probably a little bit more nerdy than you, but so I mean, another couple off season stuff. You look off some articles off uh, Fox Sports. You know what's Adrian Peterson going to be doing? He has a big cap, nineteen million dollars. I don't know if it's really worth it for the Vikings. Thirty-one year old, right? He, he said uh, he said he's on record saying Tampa Bay, Houston, the Giants are a few teams he would like to go to if he would get cut. Now I wouldn't mind him in New York. No, I listen, him and wait a minute, him and Paul Perkins, you wouldn't want you love that type oh, of thing. Definitely. I mean another another uh you know, question mark for another NFL team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've got the three Bs, triple Bs, uh you got Big Ben who's questioning retirement. You got Antonio Brown, uh, what's it called? Antonio Brown, 
you know, he obviously has some personal issues. And then Le'Veon Bell's a free agent. Would, you got to think you're going to re-sign Le'Veon Bell. I wouldn't call Brown's issues personal issues. I would call them maturity issues. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of, ma- you know, maturation level of him has to go up. I mean, yeah, Big Ben said he might want to retire. I don't know if he's actually going to do that. I think it's a cry for help to get Todd Haley out of there. I just don't think he's Number one priority for them, Le'Veon Bell, right? Oh, re-sign Le'Veon Bell. Now, I, they could put the franchise tag on him. I don't know how much that would cost, but... You can't let Le'Veon Bell walk. I mean, we've seen running backs walk before, so DeMarco Murray do it. Obviously, didn't that work would out be Philadelphia. a huge mistake. To let Le'Veon Bell go. For, I mean, we saw we saw him in the past game. He went down after six plays. What happened? Unless you other Giants want to go take him. Uh, they let him go. Giants take him, which is obviously very unrealistic. But you know, hopes. And uh, even New England. I'm looking at. What about New England? Not New England. Um. No, yeah, New England. They have some free agents too. You know, obviously. Dante Hightower. Dante Hightower. Uh, tight end. Uh, Martellus Bennett's a free agent. You don't know what you're going to do with Gronk. Jimmy Garoppolo Gronk. has been a very hot commodity. Steven, you mentioned it before. Jimmy Garoppolo, two-time two Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion. champion. Ah, that hurt. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, like, the stupidest thing? It's a beautiful man, though. You seen him? Yeah, but... He, he's he, an expert. He, listen, he's I'm like, hearing that the Patriots like, might not even want to trade him. Ladies are drooling over him, but I've been telling you for weeks don't trade him. I've been telling you, the clip, listen, Tom Brady is 39 years old. Now, he just threw almost 500 yards in what we what may have been the greatest Super Bowl we have ever seen. That clip still exists. I have a question. That guy, Prescott, that that, that guy, yeah. That guy, Prescott. Yeah. He's, he, he has a ring of roll, right? What are you talking about? The quarterback that played. Brissett? Uh, Brissett? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. He has a ring. Yeah, you want to consider that? What are you trying to get at? No, I'm just curious. Like, it's. If you play one game, like, you have a ring. Now, listen, Eddie Curry has a ring because he won a ring with the Miami Heat. Yo, it just doesn't count. I mean, whatever. But Timothy Moscow has a ring because he was on the Cavs last year. you got to be kidding. Anyway, to get back to it, God, I love you. <laughs> you always just bring up the most ridiculous notion. Um, you made me lose my train. Like always. The cliff is there for Tom Brady. Okay. Now, when he falls off of it, we don't know. He said he wants to play till 45. The guy basically eats grass, doesn't, hasn't drinking a beer in how many years. I mean, the guy takes care of his body, right? So what you want to do with him, what you want to do with Garoppolo, I would let him his contract play out. He's got one year left in that contract, then sign him to a, to a different uh, an extension, obviously. Probably going to have to give up a little bit, a good amount of money for Garoppolo. But you'll see. Like I said, the cliff is there. When he falls off of it, we've seen Brett Favre fall off the cliff. Hey, we've seen Peyton Manning fall off the cliff a year after having 55 touchdown passes, shattering Tom Brady's record. The cliff is there. When, and when you fall off of it, you go from all-time great to, sorry, buddy, I don't think you can play in the NFL anymore. That's it. And, you know, one last uh... – That's why don't trade Garoppolo. Unless you get a King's Ransom for him. Two first-round picks. transition to one last topic, uh, you know, I, I... – the, the Raiders next home. They obviously they're doing anything and anything, everything and anything to get out of Oakland, dude. I don't get it. I mean, you know, the fans. You got to think about the fans. You know, you're gonna bring the team to San Diego. What are you thinking? Now that's like we talked about it last time. That's like bringing the Red Sox to New York or or the or the Eagles to New York or something. You like can't that do that. You, I I don't get it. They just don't want to be now for whatever reason. I don't know why the Oakland Raiders fans are probably one of the best fans in the NFL. I think they're the most loyal. I, I mean, they went from what was it L.A. to Oakland, and then they were in St. Were they in St. Louis at one point? And I mean, whatever it was, they are so loyal to their team. Why bring them to a city that hate that really hates them? I mean, San Diego hates them, hit him for years. I, I don't think Vegas is going to pan out. No, well, Vegas, I mean, you had two investors that already pulled out of that of that investment. So Vegas isn't happening unless that rekindles. I doubt it will. Just stay in Oakland. Stay. Why? Well, I don't understand why. Uh, why can't can... the NFL build a new stadium? They have all this money. They really do. I mean, you are, I mean, now you got the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers. I got to get used to that. I'm surprised I got it right the first time. L.A. Chargers playing in StubHub Stadium where the Galaxy playing, playing in the 30,000 capacity state. 30,000 most NFL stadiums are 80,000. What's, what's the name of the stadium? Uh, StubHub Stadium. That's cool. I like Obviously, that. corporate stadium. Yeah. Uh, the only two, do you know the only two uh, stadiums in the NFL aren't corporate, corporate owned? Mm. Both in the NFC North. 
Atlanta. No, NFC North. Oh, right? NFC North. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, no. Not Detroit. Um, let's see. Tell me. This, well, what, let's go down one day. Because you said not Detroit. Is it Minnesota? No. no. Lambeau Field. Lam- oh, yeah. Okay. Lambeau Field. Oh. Soldier Field. Lam- Soldier Field. Oh, jeez. All right. On to baseball. Because you just aggravated me, as you do as always. Steven? We have some big news. We do. You want to go ahead and announce it? You are the, you are the PR man. Go ahead. Oh. Next Wednesday, make sure you t- tune in to our show. Because at 1230, we're going to have Wayne Randazzo. Whoa! Wayne Randazzo. Yep, that's right. The pregame host and postgame host. And also does some p- play-by-play for 710WOR, home of the New York Mets Radio. Yes, sir. We will be having Wayne Randazzo on our show next week. So make sure you tune in. We'll have some, you know, some New York Mets talk. Uh, spring training is just right around the corner. Next Monday, four days, Pitchers and Catchers report to Port St. Lucie. So we're going to have him right after Pitchers and Catchers. So we'll have him on Pitchers and Catchers report on Monday. We'll have him on Wednesday, correct? Yes. Steve, yes. Look at you. Man. You're not going to want to miss it. I mean, I, I, I don't even know what else to say. You know, it's going to be a great show. Now we got... So now let's go, let's go down go down the guest if we've gotten we got we Chris had Cattillo. we had Chris Catillo when he now Chris Catillo has gotten bigger maybe we try to get back him oh, back on of course we did try to get him back on this but this summer schedules conflicted he had finals <laughs> I mean the guy's younger than you and me I mean he works for MLB Daily Dish SB Nation good, guy is good almost, for him good for him I mean some people are just prodigies it, it's it's what it is so we had you know. You can Boone. People are just gifted. Buffalo. Cam Boone of 105.5 CBS Sports, the team up in Buffalo. Also the, also the voice of Stony Brook Sports. Also my former boss of the Stony Brook Statesman. Um, we did have, obviously, Art Staple, Islanders beat reporter on Newsday. Uh, Very proud of it. That, I'm, 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 I'm going to be completely good, honest. Good, uh, you know, that was a great you know step up for us. Good job, man. Good job. And then we got Wayne Randazzo. It's a pre and post game of, uh, of uh, I didn't do much. Pre and post game of obviously uh, New York Mets station WOR seven ten fan. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday at twelve thirty for that. Uh, speaking of the Mets, Steve, four days away, baby. I can. I, I didn't I'm get so excited before we start. I didn't get a chance to tell you about the trip. Me, my brother, and my sister were all going on Memorial Day weekend. When's the when do we got the MM Suite tickets? Thirtieth or thirty first? I believe it's. The 30th, yeah, so Tuesday. It's the day after Memorial Day. So this is why I got going on for five for four days, buddy. So Friday, now he wants, now him and her are infatuated with going to every state. Him and her as in? And my, my brother and, my, and his yeah. wonderful wife. Okay. Who's a huge Patriots fan, by the way. Oh, God. Thank yeah, Lord, thank you thank Lord the I the left house that house. So she was depressed. I did not want to see her after they won. I would have been terrified. Anyway. So... He actually, for his birthday, he, like, bought her a whole book and everything of all the stadiums. Oh, and did everything. he? Oh, yeah. She, she bought him the book for his, for his 30th birthday, the old man. I had something like that. Old man there. So, we're going to uh, Cleveland, Ohio, the defending the – defending AL champs when they play Kansas City on Friday. Progressive Field, I heard is They host me off the game in a couple of years. Now, I told him <laughs> – I'm like that's gonna be a that's gonna be around NBA playoffs. I'm like if we get there and God forbid I I God forbid there's a a Cavaliers playoff game. Which one would you rather go to? You have to sit and think about. It. Obviously we we might come to a decision if we have to. Um, so we're going. The plan is to you go there. You don't have bro. For Cleveland, it's Cleveland. For a first round game, it's Cleveland. I don't I don't know if I'm paying an arm and a leg for Cleveland. I don't know, but um. Then Saturday, got to throw in a little bit of Mets in there. Going to Mets Pirates at PNC Park. Or not, beautiful PN- stadium. I uh, was right outside it. Really? Okay, so we're going there. That's Saturday. And you don't want to drive all the way home after Saturday. Well, why it's drive all the way home? It's a long drive. Long hours. You know what? Let's stop by at Washington, D.C. We'll go see a little Nationals Padres action, right? Okay? Stay, in, stay get there the night before. Three, three four-hour drive. Stay the night after see that game. The next day, on Memorial Day, Let's zip over right over to Camden Yards. See a little on Memorial Day. See a little bit of Mets. Uh, see a little bit. That's, of, it's got to be a daytime game. No? It's a daytime game. One o'clock. See a little bit of Orioles and Yankees. How about that? So we got four states. Three, game. Three states, four stadiums. 
I can't wait. And then the next day, you got Mets and then Brewers. We, and then we got Mets Brewers. And uh, uh, M&M Suite. Um, Zach Wheeler will be starting. <laughs> Why do you say that? I just took a took a shot in the dark. I, I'm going to go. Is that a Vegas prop bet, too? He'll be starting. I'm going to go with Harvey Day. Harvey Day. Listen, let's see, man. You got one and a five. I wouldn't mind seeing Gazelman again. I think that I, I wouldn't mind seeing any starter, but that's the that, that gets back to our point. You don't mind seeing any any of these guys start on a, a Mets game you go to. You got guys Matt Harvey coming back, the Dark Knight. You got Thor. Who was at the Ranger game last night? He's feeling good, he said. He's feeling good. Noah Syndergaard, the Thor, the Thor, Thor. You got the Long Island kids, Stephen Matt. You got you know probably the most most unspoken guy. In that rotation, Jacob DeGrom. It's probably the best pitcher. It's probably the best pitcher out of all of them. I would take Syndergaard, but people could argue. People could argue any of them. I mean, if Harvey's at the top of this game, we see what Harvey could do at the top of this game on the biggest stage. Obviously, you have Zach Wheeler. You have Gesellman. You have Lugo. You know, all the guys capable of getting that fifth spot. I mean, I don't know if you bring in another veteran guy in spring training. Um, Unless someone gets hurt. Yeah, someone gets hurt. And um, you know someone always gets hurt. Listen, I guess the good thing for some people is that they get a fresh start. A guy we have killed time and time again on this show. I don't want him starting this year, but he has the ceiling. Travis Darno. Obviously, pitchers and catchers recording on Monday. Travis Darno was a guy who he needed a fresh start from last season, had an awful season last year. I mean, the guy couldn't. The guy, you look at the home run list. The guys, this is supposed to be a catcher with power. You know, David Wright had more home runs. David Wright had more home runs than him. Rene Rivera had more home runs than him. David Wright played about four games. So, a fresh start for him. And they they brought in a catcher's a new catcher's coach. I know he's been working with Darno this off season, and he said there's been some improvement. I hope so because he wasn't particularly good at his position last year. Um, Stephen, you mentioned it before. Uh, Sandy Alderson was on SNY last night with baseball, baseball time in New York, or uh, that's baseball New York, whatever. baseball New York, baseball night in New York, whatever yeah, the show that's was. It, that's it. With uh, Andy Martino, Salicata. Um, he said, and he hinted, he didn't outright say it, but he hinted Michael Conforto could be in the minors, and which I think is the, if you're not going to have him start every day, play him in, in Vegas. It's the right, right thing to do. He didn't even, you know, he jumped from Double A. Right in the, before his, you know, MLB debut, he didn't see a game in Vegas. But I know last year he had some time. Most people don't, because most people struggle in Vegas because it's mostly veterans who are just aren't good for, aren't that, aren't as good as they used to be, and just aren't good enough for the majors. But in AAA, they'll go down and kill it. <clears throat> Translates to all sports. <laughs> Y'all have a lot. Anyway, I don't know, man. It's, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good season. I hope so. I mean, I. I hope to see, you know, a spot for Conforto in that lineup. I hope you have Jose Reyes in that lineup every single day. You need him every day as your lead-off hitter. And now, I don't know where you fit him. I don't know where you fit David Wright, I think, is the better thing to say. Well, we said a, a couple weeks ago, you have to have David Wright once in there every, you know... Two or three days a week, yeah. which is a good question, obviously, to ask our guest next week. But Jose Reyes said it himself. He's excited to be on the team with his old... Best buddy, David Wright. You know, you want to somehow fit those two guys in the lineup. I don't know how you're going to do it to see what sparks. Now, Jose Reyes is playing a lot of outfield or tra- training during the offseason for outfield. Maybe you put him there. You know, maybe one day you put him there. You already have so many outfielders. You have Juan Lagares, who's easily forgotten out there. Uh, and he's the best defender. And I heard a little report from Adam Rubin about, um, that Juan Lagares is being shot. Which is smart, so at least see what you could get for him. But, you know, he's obviously your best defensive outfielder. You got, obviously you'll have him in for late innings. But he, if he could get his back going, he's a, a huge consistent, consistent bat that's, in that lineup. That's what you always wanted from Lagares. If the guy could hit, you could play every day in center field. Problem is, every day the problem field. is, he can't hit right, he's on a consistent level. That's the only problem. That's, I was going to get to my point. You know, you have three lefties in the outfield. Curtis <sighs> Granderson, you know, uh, oh, you're have Cespedes. Cespedes doesn't hit lefty, my friend. I know. That's the thing. Well, you would have had three lefties in the outfield. God forbid if Cespedes didn't reach 
So what you're looking at is Granderson in center, Bruce in right, and obviously Seth Smith in left. So uh, we'll see what this team has in store for us. Just shows that bench is going to be a nice bench. They're gonna they're deep at they're deep with their bench. Flores Flores is going to be a utility guy. David Wright should be coming off the bench. Rene Rivera, you know how I feel about him. Juan Lagares. Juan Lagares is the fourth outfielder. It's going to be a good then, year, man. No, you can never see. You might see Kelly Johnson in there at some point this season. <laughs> he seems to be uh, a guy the Mets reunite, like to reunite with. And can't wait and more to ask Wayne Randazzo when he comes on. I can't Wednesday. wait. Um, but that wraps up our show. Uh, we want to thank all our listeners and our caller. Caller who busted out a rapid fire for us. Um, if you missed today's show, you'll be able to find it on the podcast later, on SoundCloud Podcast later from the SND Podcast. SND Podcast, you can find them on uh, on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, as well as us as well. And if you want to listen to the podcast right away, you could go right on I-95 Sports Network on their website, and you can find our podcast and the recorded show. So have a good week, have a good weekend, and we'll be back with you guys on Monday. Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty!